Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. And uh, this whole forgiveness series is about letting God re-ravel you. Maybe unravel you a little bit, but re-ravel you in all the right ways. And uh, our heart here is, is that you'll be brave enough and bold enough to allow him to take you on that journey of that's through forgiveness, which is firstly receiving his complete, unfathomable, unfathomable forgiveness <laughs> over your life, and then in turn sharing what you have received to everyone around your life. That is the miracle of the forgiveness of God, the full forgiveness of God, is one as he fully takes from you all your debt, and then fully enables you to cancel everyone else's debt that you think they owe you. Because what I've found in my life is no one owes me more than I owe God. No one owes you more than you owe God. It's just a fact. But when we receive that wondrous, wonderful forgiveness that Jesus purchased for us on the cross, that is the great power because we're not doing it in our own strength. We're not doing it in our own ability. We're not doing it with our own intelligence or with our own heart. God says His love has been poured into our hearts like a mighty river. When we receive, you know, it can be hard because we feel so unworthy, feel so dirty sometimes, feel sometimes so stupid. And we think thoughts like, oh, how could I? Or why did I? Or what was I thinking? And... um. You know, God's intention is not to back you into a corner. Yeah. Oh, we have ourselves backed into the corner. And uh, God wants to liberate you from the corner, yeah. to set you free from the corner. Yeah. You know, like a boxer backed into the ring, feeling like you just got to fight your way out. Yeah. Like a, you know, like a, a, an animal that's cornered, feeling like it has to battle its way out. God wants to set you free. Yeah. Forgiveness, yeah. receiving and forgiving it, is the great transaction of freedom. Jesus came to a paralyzed man, and all the um, teachers of the law were around. They were always there to judge Jesus. The, the Pharisees, they, they just sat in the seat of judgment all day, every day. Judge, 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 death, death, death. Always there. They took pride in disqualifying people. They took pride in in finding fault in people. They took pride in in shining, you know, their self-righteous light on the unrighteousness that they saw in other people. And they're standing around Jesus and there's a, a paralyzed man. And Jesus walks up to him. And he says to him, your sins are forgiven. And it heals him. That is the power of forgiveness. The guys gave Jesus a hard time. They said, you know, who is, who is this guy that can forgive sins? Jesus knew what they were thinking. And he said, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? It's the transaction of life. 
It's the transaction of freedom. When you say to another person, in your heart, you don't have to go and eyeball them and back them, you know, and give them a list of everything they need forgiving for. But when in your heart, you say, to, you say you're forgiven, something comes to life inside of you and inside of another person. No longer living under a cloud of judgment, no longer living under a cloud of condemnation, no longer living under a cloud that runs down your self-worth. That is the power of forgiveness. This man got up and walked. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. I'm telling you, he's wanting you to get up and walk this morning. You may not be physically crippled, but there's people in here, you're emotionally crippled. You're emotionally paralyzed. You're spiritually paralyzed. Spiritually run down. Spiritually trapped on the floor. Spiritually and emotionally and, you know, exhausted and paralyzed. And he's wanting you to get up and walk this morning because he's telling you your sins are forgiven. He is not holding you down. The holy hand of God is not trying to rub your face in the sins of your past. He's trying to turn you to the glory of his son, Jesus Christ. He's trying to turn you to that cross and say, rise, my son, rise, my daughter. Even though your enemies may gloat around you, God is saying, surely rise. Even though your past may gloat over you, your mistakes may gloat over you, your, your shortfallings may gloat over you, God is telling you this morning, your sins are forgiven, Get Get up and walk. You don't have to live in a crumpled heap any longer. You don't have to live broken and, and unable to function in relationships and workplaces and lives, running from one person to the next, substance to substance, relationship to relationship, running after hollow things that the world offers to fill a holy void in our lives. It is only through receiving at the forgiveness of sins through Christ Jesus, that we find the freedom of life that every heart so deeply longs for. You know, there's this um, condition with uh, people who have had their head or an amputee victim. This is not my content, but it's brilliant. Um, and it's called, uh, you get phantom feelings. Like when they've had an arm or a leg cut off, because they've had it for so long, their brain is tuned into it, their nervous system is tuned into it. They can still feel like their hand is there, even when it's not. Even when it's gone, because they were designed with that. And it may have, it's been robbed, it's been taken for whatever, through accident or illness. But they still have, they can still feel that which once was. And inside of us is that place for God. You may have never, ever, even acknowledged the reality of God, but you still have this thing in you that longs for Him. What does the world so desperately long for peace, even though we've never had it? There's this godly peace in us 
that knows it's real, that knows it's true, that longs for it. And there's this peace in you this morning that is longing for the reality of God to no longer live with just the status quo, to just live getting by, to just deal. And, and you know, the world will love you to get you in like a coping mechanism, to medicate it, to just cope with it. But God wants you to free you from it, liberate you from it, and set you up to live the greatest life you could ever possibly imagine. He says to you this morning, get up and walk. Your sins are forgiven. They were forgiven the day my son died on a cross. The day the blood ran from his body and touched the earth is the day your sins were forgiven. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that person shall be saved. It's time to get up and walk, not because you feel like you can, but because you know you can, because your sins are forgiven, because there's a place inside of you that is longing to be filled with the love of God, that is longing to be filled with the affirmation of the Father, that is longing to be filled with the applause from heaven, no longer seeking it out in hollow places in the earth, but finding it in the forgiveness of your sins, unmerited, unwanted, un, un kind of paid for. He pours it out. It's time to get up and walk out of unforgiveness. Come on, church. Christians, spirit-filled believers, people who, who claim and stand on this Word, this living Word of God, who are we? to hang on to unforgiveness when Christ has so graciously wiped our slate clean? Who are we to, to stay down on the mat when Christ has told us to walk? And who are we to say to others, you can't stand because you have wronged me? Who are we to say to another, you've got to stay in that prison. You've got to stay down. Because once you did, or you never, or you said, or why didn't you? As Christ has forgiven our sins, so it is our turn to pay it forward and pay it back to all of those who have ever wronged us. You will truly come to life. You will truly come to life. You'll truly find a new realm of living that you've never experienced when you choose to forgive someone from your heart. When you choose to set a prisoner in your life free, you realize the prisoner was you all along. Don't hold on to that person any longer. Don't hold them ransom any longer. When you choose to set a prisoner free, you're the prisoner who is getting set free. God said that vengeance belongs to Him and to no one else. He is the judge. He is the one who will call all things to account. And He will call us to account for the unforgiveness that we carry in our hearts. For it is one thing for someone to sin against us, but when we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, we sin against God. When someone sins against us and we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, we are sinning against God. 
It's the same as every other sin under the sun, the sin of unforgiveness. But it masquerades itself so nicely as self-righteousness. I'm entitled to feel this way because that person hurt me. I'm entitled to be resentful. I'm entitled to be offended. I'm entitled to sit under the tree of judgment because that person has wronged me. We have no entitlement to judge. In fact, when Jesus said, give and it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together a good measure, the context was judgment. And the root of unforgiveness is judgment. We choose not to let people go. We choose not to forgive because we are choosing ourselves to decide if that person is or is not worthy of forgiveness. When Jesus Christ has already decided that He died for one, for once and for all of humanity. That Jesus Christ died for your greatest offender. Jesus Christ died for your, your greatest hurt, for your greatest offense. That person He died for. And He died for you. That He's saying, your sins are forgiven. Get up and walk free. Don't burden yourself with unforgiveness. But as you have received, give it away to other people. Forgive, set yourself free. Let that person go in Jesus' name. Let the prisoner out of your heart and you will find you were the prisoner all along. <clears throat> Peter came to Jesus and he said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Peter was asking an intellectual question for an issue of the heart. Jesus went on to tell, tell him, I tell you, this is what my father's kingdom is like. A man wanted to settle accounts with his servants, and he brought before him a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold. And he asked him to pay it. To which the servant said, I, I cannot pay you. He fell at his master's feet and he begged him. His master canceled his debt and let him go. 10,000 bags of gold is 200,000 years worth of work. Eight billion dollars worth of debt. This guy came to his master with an insurmountable amount of debt in an impossible scenario. He could not pay his debt even if he wanted to. He could not get himself out of the red and back into the black. He falls at the feet of his master and says, have pity on me because I'm incapable of paying this debt that I owe. And to which his master replied, I will cancel your debt and I let you go. I set you free. This is what Jesus Christ has done for each and every one of us. He has canceled your debt and he has set you free. The work of the cross was canceling the debt we owe God, but it was not holding us ransom to what He has done for us. He has set us free to live a new life in Christ Jesus. The servant, after receiving, after being forgiven so greatly, after having such a great debt canceled and receiving, 
immense freedom into his life, he walks out of that his master's presence and finds someone who has offended him a little, who owes him a little, who owes him a hundred denarii, a hundred days' work. He grabs this guy. He throws him into prison. The master finds out. He finds the servant and he says, you wicked servant. I canceled all of your debt. I canceled all of your wrongs. I canceled 10,000 bags of gold. I canceled $8 billion worth. I I canceled 200,000 years worth of work. And now you've gone out and found your brother who owes you, in comparison, an insignificant amount. And you've put him in prison. You've locked him up. And he says, now you yourself are going to be handed over to be tortured. This is the kingdom of unforgiveness. When we harbor unforgiveness in our hearts, when we put people in prison so until they can pay us back, until we feel like they deserve to be set free, we in turn end up the ones being tortured. We in turn end up as the ones being tormented and in turmoil because not forgiving someone will never pay back what they owe you. Holding on to unforgiveness and resentment will never correct the past. But choosing to forgive them and let them go will totally change your future. Choosing to let someone go. Choosing to forgive. Choosing in light of all that Jesus Christ has done for us. Choosing to let another person go. You'll find so much freedom flowing into your life. And Jesus finally gets back to the question Peter asked, how many times? And Jesus said, it's not about a matter of times, it's about a matter of heart. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers or sisters from your heart. Unless you open up those prisons that you're holding people in and let them go. You'll find yourself going through life with bitterness and hurt and pain. And forgiving someone isn't saying what they did was okay or what they did was right. But it is saying I'm choosing to move on and I'm choosing freedom. I'm choosing that which Christ purchased for me. Let me pray for you this morning. Jesus, I thank you right now that you search the hearts of your people. That right now, yeah, man may look to the outside, but right now, God, you are staring straight into the eyes of our hearts. The eyes of love stare at our hearts. The eyes of peace, the eyes of affirmation, the eyes of redemption, the eyes of forgiveness staring at our hearts. Lord, and right now, We choose to let people go, people that we've been holding prisoners, people that we have been saying they don't deserve it, or if only they didn't, or how could they? In light of all that you've done for us, Jesus, in light of your great mercy and your great forgiveness, in light of what you've canceled over our lives, we in turn 
cancel that over others and set ourselves free. We no longer harbor it. We no longer hold on to it. We no longer are keeping score of right and wrong. But we are standing in grace and mercy and forgiveness. I pray for your church, your people this morning, Jesus, that your love right now would be poured out into our hearts afresh. That right now you give us the strength and the courage to move on, to let go of the past and take hold of the future. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.